Imagine a football platform where the world's best writers give you the real story about what's going on at United. Imagine no pop-up ads, no clickbait headlines and no ridiculous rumours to be let down by anymore. You don't have to imagine anymore. Meet The Athletic. No ads, no nonsense, just football. Visit theathletic.co.uk forward slash United We Stand to start your 30-day free trial and get 50% off your annual subscription. The Athletic. Welcome to Lakes United We Stand. I'm at 16 Belvedere Road outside Turf Moor and just got the bus from Manchester to Burnley with the Mullins. Uh, how are you thinking about today ahead of the game? Manchester United, Burnley, just get you time for one minute. I've just seen the team, yeah. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not too... <laughs> I don't know, it's, this, it's almost a bit of a lottery this time of year, isn't it? What was it, 48 hours since your last game? you just got to try and get through it. I don't know, every, it seems that every away game, we stand there and after about 10, 15 minutes, we miss a chance and I'll turn to Neil and I'll say, that's it, we'll fuck it up now. And it, So we will get a chance early. If we take it, you never know. If we don't, it's a tough place to come. But, I don't know, it's, I'm more confident, I said on the way, I'm more confident... Going to Arsenal next Wednesday, then I'm about here today. It's a tough match. Yeah, I would, I would have started Greenwood. I, w- I wish he was starting tonight. I mean, he's goal the other night. He looks full of confidence and everything. But, yeah, this is, this is the United we've got at the moment. I do think... I've said before on the podcast that, like, everybody wanted... Certainly post-Mourinho, a younger team, young players play the youth and you get all that sort of things and when you get that you are going to get an inconsistent team and that is what we are but I do think we're seeing some dreadful performances like Watford but at the same time some great performances like City, Tottenham and as I've said many a time in the year since he's been here Ollie absolutely got to stick with it and you know tonight is one of those you, you could see us losing 2-0 Ashley Barnes scoring a couple or whatever but you can see us winning 3-1 as well and, and at least it is, after time, at least exciting watching United again. Right, I'm going to walk towards the away end, towards the cricket club. You're going round that side, yeah, you're going towards the yeah, away end. Yeah, are we in? Yeah. 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 Alright, yeah, I'll see you after yeah. the game now. Yeah, Take care, see you later. So, I've just got the bus from Manchester. I remember coming here a few years ago, the traffic was horrendous. It was a midweek game. But on a Saturday in December, between Christmas and the New Year, the traffic was very light. We sped up to Burnley. We were met by a police escort. The police held us for a little while. They were very friendly. Took us to a different junction and escorted us in. It's noticeably colder in Burnley than it was in Manchester. And I'm walking behind the away end. It used to be the biggest away end a couple of years ago. You get 4,000. The bus which I came on with I Love Manchester and the Manchester Worker Bee along the side is just going to be parked up now. I'm going to walk in towards the, the cricket field stand and that's where the United fans have been told to, to drink. It's like a, it's his own, own, I wouldn't say segregated, but it's well away from the home pub, so just going to walk into there. All right, Tom, how are you doing? Nice to see you. Out in the wilds, eh? Out in the wilds, mate. Just doing the podcast, going to walk down there. Andy, nice to meet you, mate. How you doing? You all right? Great work on the pod. Cheers, mate. Cheers. So, how are you feeling about United? (laughs) We've taken over City's title as most unpredictable team in the Premier League. Are you enjoying it or not at all? I'm, I'm enjoying the good stuff and not enjoying the bad stuff. For every time you get you get a good result, we've seen 
the worse the opposition, the worse we're playing. We've, we've beaten Chelsea, we've beaten City, we nearly beat Liverpool, and uh, we've lost to teams like Huddersfield and all, all, all the dross, you know. So what is the explanation? How long have you been watching United, Tom? Oh, I can't, I can't remember. My Alzheimer's is kicking in, but it's a long, long time ago. You've just watched them around the world. Is it true you once went to a pre-season in Iran? Yeah, yeah, I was... Um, that was that was when uh, my mental faculties was was not in their fault. I wouldn't do it today. How did you get to Iran from Manchester? Uh, there's a there's a plane. <laughs> right, so it wasn't that <laughs> difficult direct. No, I, I would I wouldn't do it today. I would not do it today. I might go I might go there for a, for a final or something, but I wouldn't go there for a friendly. It's, it's do you love for United as strong as it was even in these testing times. Right, we just had an election campaign, and you often get quotations from politicians, old-school politicians. They say things like, I haven't left the Labour Party, the Labour Party has left me. That's how I feel about United. I'll leave you there, mate. We're no. going to head towards the away end. Take care, Tom. So as I was speaking to, to Tony, who's a uh, Tony Vase, familiar face at matches. Uh, a load of young lads got off, off a coach and... They walk past singing United songs. I turn the corner to see this beautiful sight of a football ground. Floodlit at night. Absolutely love it. I'm going to take a picture and stop the podcast. It's half time at Turf Moor and it's Burnley Mill, Manchester United 1, and, and they absolutely deserve to be ahead. I just looked at the stats and United have got 74% of possession. They had eight shots on goals to Burnley's one. They controlled the game. And I was thinking as it got closer to half-time, they're going to go in here, nil-nil. Burnley going to nick a goal. This is going to be frustrating. But then Anthony Martial scored after a mistake in the Burnley defence and Andreas Pereira put the ball in. So a nice assist for him. I wrote a piece about him earlier on. I know that... He doesn't win over all Manchester United fans, and I can understand why, but he's playing well. If he can get a win at Turf Moor, that would be a decent achievement. And with Andrew Lindsay, uh, who's contributed to United We Stand for a long time, he's a broadcaster, he's been doing a lot on radio, especially the BBC, over Christmas. Uh, what did you make of that, Andrew? I just think United turn up every area with the same plan, uh, no matter who the manager is, and it's normally successful. Burnley get behind the ball brilliantly. They organise themselves really well. This year they've shown United a lot of respect. And United have broken through, as they did with Marshall a few years ago. I can remember, it must be three, four years ago, when Rooney did the same thing. Marshall just slotted yeah. in. It wasn't dissimilar. This time, Pereira's the man. I noticed a bit earlier that he was chasing down the keeper. He was the only one. And I was wondering what the tactic was there, because he was... He's not the fastest. And he's obviously been charged with that good chaser downer. And he's done it. He's done the full-back there and slotted the early ball in. I just think he's really done his job. He's a little bit, as you found out today, some people are saying stick with him and other people are saying, you know, he's a bit maligned and I just think, what, what do you want? Most coaches want someone who follows the instructions. He must have done it to the letter. It's paid off, you know. Burnley have only won once since they came back in 2009 and started being a regular Premier League team and under in the fourth or fifth season now. But there's, there's that game in August 2009 when Robbie Blake scored. Even though it's almost a cliche that it's a difficult place to come to Burnley, Manchester United records are very good at It was a really good goal by Robbie Blake that night. And I remember I was working for Granada Reports and I had to sit among them 
I had to go and do the piece to camera outside the pub and Burnley had won the World Cup and all that. I mean, I remember that, that game where Michael Owen played up front, Carrick missed a penalty, and they were all, of Man United brought any fans? And I thought, well, they filled an allocation like they always do. They would have got twice as many if you'd have let them have twice as many or five times as many if you hadn't cut it because you knew you could fill it in. It, fair enough, they were giddy, like they just got up. Um, I can't remember what happened that season, really. United probably got to another European Cup final or something like that. We were quite it was good the one year that, that <laughs> they did it. Oh, yeah, it was, that was the first Saturday European final with Van Gaal and Mourinho, wasn't it? Yeah, uh, yeah that's right. But, <laughs> look, United, United have got miles better players, that's the long and short of it. And they're not really generally scared of this place. They're not the kind of team that get found out here. Unfortunately, they got found out against Watford. I thought it might go that way, like you were saying, Burnley were going to nick Warren or something like that, out of nothing. It could easily have gone that. It felt a little bit Watford before that De Gea mistake, and and then Martial's got one. That's not, you know, United are not good at keeping clean sheets. It's half time as we speak now, so who knows? But I mean, it doesn't feel like that now. All of a sudden, you've got a goal. United have not kept a clean sheet away since February. Uh, I've been impressed by Brandon Williams. He's been getting space and opportunities down the left. Phil Barsley tried to decapitate him and almost <laughs> succeeded. He got away with a, a yellow card. So, uh, reasons for encouragement. <laughs> I'm not even getting into it. How can you get into predicting what United are going to do now? Not a chance. Can't. No, and also, by the way, the back on the pitch, and you know this press box is the maddest in the entire country. Yeah. Even worse than... If you've been in our game, you've ever been to Boston United, which <laughs> behind one goal, it's a bit like that. It's going to take us about 15 minutes to get up into the press box. So I think we will leave it there. I won't predict you anything. You walk it up there. Well no, well, no one's going to get me on a mobile. Well, do you want to talk right? about York Street, Boston's ground, which was for a long time the best ground in non-league football? We better watch Manchester United here. <laughs> on the bus back to Manchester, Burnley nil, Manchester United two. Really enjoyable first clean sheet. Since February, good performances from Andreas Pereira. I wrote about him today. Cheeky little sneaker, setting up a goal wonderfully there. Uh, thought Fred played well. Martial scoring. That's a very good result, that, from the Burnley. And right behind Chelsea, who would have thought it? Who would have thunk it? After uh, the inconsistency of Manchester United this season. I'm on the monkey bus. The tunes are thanks to Rick. He's playing, playing some... Quality Manchester songs. Um, Luca, what do you make of it? Uh, it was good performance. Did look shaky at times, but uh, decent apart from that. I'm going to speak to different people here. Blackie, what do you make of that? Hey, what do you make of that? What do you mean, hey? What to the game? Yeah. Um, I thought it was. Uh, well, you can't just pause, you're live on it. Oh, right, I didn't know. Right, um, what do you think of the game? I thought it was potentially a difficult game when we have to work for the way, because we weren't sure what United were going to turn up, and we know that they were probably going to do what Watford did, in terms of be quite physical and defend quite a lot. I thought United dealt with it a lot better. Um, I don't know if it was on purpose, but we spread the pitch. It's like we thought about different tactics. So what we did was we pretended by look or design that we had we were going to play off uh, De Gea and he was going to use short passes. And then we, we looked up and picked up the second ball. 
So what we had was we had a lot more space to run behind them, and it worked time and time again. I think the only difficulty was we only got the one goal ahead. It probably should have been two or three goals ahead. I'm not sure. This VAR is going to, you know, they'll, people will rattle on for years while, so they're not going to change it. But you might as well actually ask whether Martial's goal should have stood or not before you've made, you know, your decision. Um, what would a Burnley fans like near you? Um, I mean, basically, they're probably in the wrong sport now. Since the voted Tory, I would have thought they'd be actually shooting things and, and going hunting. out. Yeah, pheasant hunting at this time of year or something like that. Um, I was sat, I sat um, among Burnley fans. This bloke just kept shouting behind... Manchester scum, yeah, cheese, 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 and then a couple of tourists were um, went up when United scored. <laughs> well, <laughs> well pleased. <laughs> next, next minute, locals were swinging punches at them. <laughs> yeah, yeah, really. They were quite. Um, I don't know. You, 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 you needed the segregation. Yeah, not too far. I mean, they did it really. Uh, they sang a few songs about their, their big rivals, Blackburn Rovers, Bastard Rovers, as they're known. Um, and apart from that, because they're virtually, uh, I mean, they're virtually a Yorkshire club, aren't they, Burnley? So I suppose their biggest rivals are Bradford. I thought it was a good win for us today. And I think some of the players that we've doubted in the past few weeks have really come to the fore. Name Fre- of- well, Pereira's played a lot better. I like his aggression, but now he's starting to do nice little flicks and show that actually he's got a lot of skill around him and he needs to use it more. And Fred's been superb. You know Andreas was the focus of the team meeting before the game about what he should do. I'm going to write about it tomorrow, but he basically followed the instruction as he was told to and the key was intensity it was pressure it was turning quickly when he received the ball and driving forward and as a direct result of his pressure and intensity he robbed the ball which set up Manchester United's key opening goal so he, did, he just he wants to, to be fair we won it back very well, but he's done a lot better because he seems to have more attacking intent. There was once a time he sprinted, he out-sprinted somebody. We've never really seen him run. He tends to be very... Whether he's played to the you know to the letter of what he's been asked to do, and he doesn't sometimes do players that are as skillful as him, and he favours... He should be allowed a little bit. Yeah, he's got a great attitude. Yeah, I love the fact he gets muscled. He doesn't get muscled, but he gets stuck in. Well, him and Fred have been superb in the last few weeks. A lot better than we gave him credit for when they were playing in that very staid way. You're speaking to the official Fred correspondent. Uh, <laughs> I would have spoke to him tonight, but you've dragged me back on this coach. So I'm going to get back to Manchester to have a balloon and go out tonight. A little surprise. Ryan, I just saw Ryan sat on the coach here. He's... Uh, he was on the podcast last year with Callum in America. You must remember him. You know the lads who turned up at the pool party in California, having consumed 19 pints and crashed through the fence and into the pool party. What did you make of that? That weren't me, Andy. That was no, no, it wasn't yeah, you. You're the sensible yeah. one. The I'm the sensible one. How's Callum yeah, yeah. doing? He's all right. I've seen him today. He's still alive? Yeah, he's alive. He's alive. In fact, I've sorted him an Arsenal away ticket and he's coming on the monkey bus with me. Right. We better meet him then and we'll get him on the podcast. Sorry, Monkey bus, Kev. Right, sorry for landing that one. Well, he's coming anyway. He'll behave himself. You should have seen him when we were in the start. When we were in um, Kazakhstan. I don't know what that he doing? Was, uh, In Kazakhstan, he was off know, his uh, head. Was he? Yeah, I'm not sure he sort of realised he was quite cold outside. Right. He wasn't right. dressed very appropriately. He had a T-shirt on at one stage. It was minus 20. Went to a star in a T-shirt. What do you make of that tonight, Ryan? Very good result, mate. Uh, a result that uh, I wasn't sure we was going to get. I wasn't sure that we was going to beat them tonight, but... I mean, it's like one step forward, two steps back with United at the minute. Like, we beat Newcastle 4-1 the other night. 
I wasn't sure we was going to get a result today, but we did. We went out there, beat them 2-0. Very professional performance by United. I thought most of the team were brilliant, to be fair. I thought they put a good shift in. They shot Burnley out from scoring. When we went 1-0 up, after that, they sat behind the ball. I thought we defended really well. And then we got the, the second goal, which I felt we deserved in the last couple of minutes. We deserved that goal. Yeah, I thought... What was the atmosphere like in the United game where you were... Where I was? And why did well, you set off that red flare? Do you know they're illegal? <laughs> well, I was stood next to Woody and Tomo, and it was all right where I was, but what, from what I've heard, I've heard... I've heard that it kicked off over the segregation, but I didn't see any of that. But, anyway, good result for United, 2-0 win. Away at Burnley, which is a tough place to go. Really tough place to go. And we've got a great result there. Do you agree with that? What's your name? Tom. What do you make of it? Yeah, buzzing, like, I just think, you don't know what United team's going to turn up, do you? Um, but, just good to, see, good to see us turn up for once, to be honest with you. You know, because, um, like... Echoing what Ryan's just said, two steps forwards, one step back sometimes, but you know, it's just, just buzzing to see him turn up the lads and really have a goal tonight. And United finding form sets up the, the title decider next month for Anfield? Well, this is the thing, I said this to my mate the other day, I said, you know, I put my life on us winning at Anfield, but then probably getting beat by bottom of the league the next week, so That's it's what like. I was just, say. Everyone's saying it's a bad time to go to Anfield, but you wouldn't put it past United. To go to Anfield and get a get a result, you wouldn't. So the fact they're beating Newcastle and Burnley, two teams who below them in the league, that's a good sign, isn't it? Because that was the issue a week ago. United were unable to break down the teams lower down yeah. and did very well against the stronger teams. Yeah, yeah, it's just good to see us have a go in it, Andy. You know what I mean? We're not we're not idiots. We know it's a young team. You know, although we've spent a lot of money, there's a lot of players in the squad who haven't cost us a lot of money with the youth and stuff. And it's just good to see us have a goal and, you know, yeah. really dig in. And we defended well tonight and, you know, it was uh, the backs against the wall, but we got the result and we definitely 100% deserved the result for me tonight. What did you make of Andreas, who's a player that Blackie just touched on there? You shake your head, you're not convinced by him. A lot of people aren't. I'd, I'd love him to prove me wrong. Yeah. There'll be nobody happier than me. Um, but I just feel... I don't know. I don't know. You know, I've, I've said this about loads of United players in the past and they have proved me wrong, but it's just, he, he's, you know, it's not for me to say he's not a United player. United are where we are at the moment. We're only as good as we are, you know, but um, if we want to be challenging for top trophies, Champions League, the league, he's not he's not good enough for United for me. I'm more of a squad player than someone who should be starting all yeah, the time. I mean, at the end of the day, I w any, any, any player that pulls on a United shirt, I want to see him do well. But the issues I've got with Pereira is he picks the ball up and he, he just gives it away so easily. He's listening to this, by the way. Yeah. And sorry, Andreas, if you're listening to this, but your teammates around you, which I can see in the stands, if you don't release the ball quick enough, like the likes of Maguire, Lindelof, Shaw, they're all screaming at you to get rid of the ball a lot quicker. Play now wants to straighten with you at Chalton Street when the bus gets there. Uh, Jack, and you could have him. Uh, I don't know. I, I wouldn't want to try, Andy. I wouldn't want to try. Thank you for your time, both of you. And you're going to work through the, the bus.
Yep. Rick, were you making that? I enjoyed it, mate. Thought I played well. Thought I never looked in any trouble. Should have scored a couple earlier on, but I thought, um, I thought for once, the vast majority of the team played um, played well. Played to the Keep doing the good stuff with the fans for them, Rick. Your efforts are appreciated. Yeah, well, the looking next... forward to the next meeting. I'm very much looking forward to the next meeting because there's a big uh, a big point that needs ra- raising at that next meeting. What signing Messi? Well, you know, after that, and you know, uh, changing the owners and all those other things that the fans forum will sort out. Yeah, but um, no, I mean, I've got to say, actually, the club. Can I just? I'm not being rude here, but someone's farted. <laughs> <laughs> There's about five people covering noses here. So well, that's because of Johnny's face before when he uh, started swelling up. They're all worried they're going to catch them. <laughs> he just looked disgusted. I can't smell anything. Jesus. <laughs> I can't believe what I'm seeing. Sorry, mate, it was being rude. That's all right, mate. Fans think, for him. Fans for him. I think this year the club have done some good stuff um, helping to uh, support the Red Army and what they're doing improving the atmosphere at home games. But I think the decision they made last week is an absolute disgrace in terms of the... Uh, League Cup game against City, agreeing to a 3,000 limit on tickets, which my understanding is um, there's absolutely no reason why that needs to happen at all. It's supposed to be 10%, so that should be, what, 7,500 tickets for City at our place, 5,500 roughly for us at their place. And to, you know, to stitch that up between the two clubs, to announce it on Christmas Eve to bury the, uh, the bad news... I think, it's, I think it's disgusting, and I think if the club's position is that the safety officer is saying they can't safely house 7,500 City fans at Old Trafford, I don't see how him, his team, the stewards at Old Trafford um, can carry on doing the job they're doing. They're there to um, provide a safe environment for football fans to go and watch a match. 7,500 away fans in a 75,000 capacity stadium is nothing. It does that mean United are going to no longer bid for European finals? What happens if City and Liverpool get in a European final and it's at Old Trafford? What are they going to do? Give them 3,000 each. And I think it's short-sighted of the club. I think, you know, we're up against it over two legs against City. We need as much support as we can get home and home and especially away from home at the Etihad. And they're just screwing us over and screwing over. Loyal lads who are here on a, whatever night of the year it is, 28th of December today, away at Burnley, it will be at Arsenal on New Year's Day. And now we won't get a ticket because they've halved the ticket allocation that we could have got. And I think the club really needs to answer why they've done it because I've not heard a reason as to why it is yet. And it's bollocks that it's not safe. Are you going to ask the race? I know what the club's thinking is because uh, I've written some of it in trying to write a balanced article alongside quotes from most from the Football Supporters Federation, even from City's fan group, because um, they lose out as well. I know decent blues who can't get tickets for it. The club have heard on the side of caution because they say that safety is paramount. I don't agree with this. It's, it's absolute bollocks, mate. And they're, they're hiding behind the safety officer's advice or whatever it is at United. And, you know, do you know what? United fans, really, we should be more organised and everyone should tell them to fuck off with the League Cup next season and we'll all opt out because they're all right giving big allocations away when it's a Rochdale or it's a Burton Albion or it's a Derby County or whoever we get. And then as soon as it's a big team, it's not safe to do it. And it's, it's absolute nonsense, but it's, it's not just the fact that it's United v City and we're now only getting half the tickets we could have got away from home. It's the precedent it sets because City this season, what happens if we get Leeds next season? Oh, we can't, we can't give them an allocation. As long as we get Liverpool, where does it end? Birmingham, oh, they're a bit tasty. Millwall. It, it ends with what's happened in Glasgow 
ones and tickets exactly. tucked away in the corner. And, but this is, this is where the book was. Donny, first of all, before you interrupt, are you well? No, quite ill. What's going on? I'm just going to cover my mouth here. Uh, people are covering the mouth. No, I'm, that, 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 the rash has gone. My throat's just been sore for a few days. But on to the more pressing matters. No, 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 the more pressing matter is people had you on the deathbed on the way here. Are you ill? I'm, I, no, I'm, I'm stupendous. And I'm all right, I'm all right. An ambulance was going to be called for you. Salmonella had been diagnosed for you beforehand. It'd be two days earlier than last year. Sound like you've been eating gravel. Yeah, I've been doing a show on Dyche. Yeah, well, that's a good way of looking at it. Um, what did you make United tonight? I thought he played quite well tonight. I, I, I think the, uh, it's one of the better away performances they've had this year. They didn't really give much of a sniff to Burnley and they were good on the break. I thought Fred had a great game again. Martial played well. I think pretty much all of them had a decent game. What have they got to do now? What have they got to do in 2020? They've got to become more consistent. <laughs> it's all well and good going away to these big teams are beating them. But when they play the poor sides... They've not got enough quality to break them down. They need to get a central midfielder in. They need to get some more creative players in there. They might, I think they probably need a full-back who can create a bit more than what Wan-Bissaka and Shaw currently are doing. I thought Brandon Williams did well tonight. Yeah, yeah, he did. He did. He's a young lad. I don't think you want to put too much pressure on him. He's probably started, what's he started, six, seven games. Probably too early to judge whether he's a good player or not. I just allow him to keep playing, playing bringing him in and out the side, a bit like they are doing with Greenwood. Give him a chance. See how he, see how he goes. Are you going to Arsenal? Yeah, unlike Rick. Are you going to City, away? Uh, depends, depends on Rick. Right, so you're basically going to Burnley, you're going to Arsenal, you can't get a ticket to City in the semi-final. Yeah, well... You might get a ticket, but well, if, there was, if there was the allocation they should have received... You'd have a far higher chance of getting a ticket. Yeah, I think it's an absolute disgrace what they've done. Between the two clubs, they just actively chose to consult no one and screw over and have the match going fun. Right, I'm going to go further down to the back of the bus. Thank you for your time. Speak. Both of you. You did well there. I'll just say thank you. You all right? What do you make of that? Don't ask me. I, I can't speak on that. You can't you speak? Might. No, he, he'll tell you. What'd you, what'd you make of that tonight? Uh, first half, I thought we dominated it. Second half, we let them come on to us a little bit more. But I could not see where they were going to score, to be honest with you. Unless we had someone like Lindelof giving stupid fouls away so they could pump balls into the box. That was the only way they were going to score. Who impressed you tonight? Fred, again. Again. And I know people are critical of the lad, but... The last seven or eight games, I think he's been our best player by a mile. He's, he's, I asked after the Derby game, I asked Oli Gunnar, I said, what do you make of Fred? Is he, is he becoming the player you wanted him to become? And he just said, man of the match. It's Fernandinho 18 months to that thing in football. Um, I should also say about, you've mentioned Fernandinho, he's actually been very good with Fred, helping him settle in Manchester, even though he's a blue. And uh, I know he appreciates the support there. Just as a little aside, but... He's enjoying himself. Fred, he's doing well and he's getting more confident. I'm interesting. I just think he's a, a decent player. If we could get someone a bit better than what we've got next to him and maybe a leader with him, I think he'd be... I think he's like a, uh, a can say to a point. 
for Chelsea. That's what I think he is. And uh, I just think we need that better player with him somewhere along the line. The, the transfer window opens in January. The club has played down any expectations. What, which areas would you like to see strengthened? Midfield, definitely. And forward line, definitely. I think we What's can get... the midfielder? Well, someone who can open gaps up, someone who can play a bit. How do you think Andreas did tonight? How do you think Andreas Pereira did tonight? Shaking your head. Not Manchester United player by a million miles. Nowhere near good enough. Him, Jesse Lingard, nowhere near good enough for Manchester United. My opinion. He set the goal up. <laughs> I'm fighting his corner. I thought he played well tonight. I, I know exactly where you're coming from in terms of the quality overall, but I thought he had a decent game tonight. But it's all about opinions, isn't it? Who, who do you think did well tonight? I think Fred had a good game. I think he's been, like what Graham just said, they're our best player for the last half a dozen games or so. Yeah. yeah. Which areas would you strengthen? Uh, midfield, creative midfielder. Yeah. Who? Well, the obvious one is someone like Jack Grealish or Madison or someone like that. Ericsson. Or Ericsson. What you see in the Premiership, that's, all I, that's what I know of. What was the atmosphere like in the United end for you tonight? Yeah, it was good. It's one of the best of ways this year, that. Yeah. <laughs> 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 right, I'll go further down the, uh, down the bus to see someone I'll add to the back. Can you speak for that, please? Pretty short one, uh, Burnley away. You all right? What'd you make of that tonight? I thought it was decent. Great away end, by the way. And um, why was it great? Why was it great? Did you did you set off that red flag? What? Well, nothing to do with me, no. No. How was you get one of them to the ground? Scandalous behaviour. <laughs> but I did enjoy it. Whoever did it. And what'd you make of the performance? Um, I thought it was all right. Everyone gets a bit negative these days about United, and. Um, Fort did it well. Who did well? Who did well? Daniel James did well. Fred did well. Uh, Fred did well. Fred. Fred. Yeah. Fred's turned it around, man, hasn't he? He's, he's having it now, isn't he? You know what I mean? Yeah, so he's, uh, he's proving the. Uh, Williams was class Why Williams? Why Williams? It's just heart and soul, mate. Heart and soul. Every tackle. While we're actually driving through North Manchester, you might know the answer to this. I would love to know. If Brandon Williams wears number 53 after the iconic bus route that goes through his own town now of a Blakely, Boston and Apra. So he's from Apra, isn't he? Yeah, yeah. And so the 53 goes right through that. I'd, um, so you, you need to find it. out now. I'll find out. I'll, I'll get the information <laughs> to that now. I'm through North Manchester. Because yeah. um, he was just coming through, through the first team a couple of months ago. Someone told me he's from Crumsall. Someone said Collier, someone said, oh, he's definitely Arthur A. So, yeah, you you he's definitely it, Arthur A. Yeah. If he's a journalist, you, you, it's got to be factually correct. So, yeah, I had a deadline at midnight a few weeks ago, and uh, I needed to find out for certain where he was from. No ifs or buts. <laughs> That's put the deadline back until seven in the morning. <laughs> Just to find out where he was actually. To be fair to him, Nicky Butt said definitely Arbor A because yeah, Nicky's yeah. from close by to that. Yes, go on, and, um, I think, can he, yeah. you know, that, that little fact which will have been overlooked and which, which is means so much to a lot of people, doesn't it? Yeah. You know, I put about six calls in to find out <laughs> where, where the lad was from. So yeah, I, I just want to know if he wears number fifty-three to. Uh, because of the bus route. As a, right. as a nod to that. As a recognition. Leave, leave that. I, I, I'd leave love that. If, if he does, it's genius. What do you think of Williams? Yeah, he really looks a player and he, he really, really looks up for him. And he's... Um, we, we seven lads were just talking here, like, that 
what would you say the kind of the way the, the way the team's been moving towards we say British players like that kind of really recognise what, what Man United is supposed to be all about you know um, so. where are you from? Dublin do you miss more Irish players playing for Manchester United? Because historically there's been brilliant ones. Or... Yeah, come here if they come through, absolutely, yeah. Just if the players are there, absolutely. But I mean, when it's I say... just a global market now, isn't it? Maybe yeah, yeah. 50 exactly, years ago, yeah. the net would have been cast throughout the UK and throughout Ireland. Exactly, yeah. So, say Ireland, British also, they Scottish, Welsh, or whatever, yeah, just to recognise. They're playing for Man United, a big US dealer, or should be at least, you know. And you kind of feel the last couple of years when it's been a bit of a decline in, in the team's forces. That hasn't been obvious, really, you know what I mean? With the, with the foreign players. Like. Have you come over from Dublin today? Yeah, did you? So tell me about your trip. What time did you set up? Um, 12 o'clock today. Met the, met the, went to Manchester, met the boys in town, jumped on the bus, go yeah. back tomorrow, yeah? You fly back to Dublin. And how many games do you get to a season? 25. Yeah, yeah, a lot. 30 plus. My missus is uh, from Cardiff. Her name is, she's a Daniel James fan now. She's like, I know you used to play for Swansea. He's from Swansea, apparently. But <laughs> she's like, cause, just because he's Welsh now. Hey? Born near Hull. Was but, he really? Yeah, I think he was born near Hull, near Cottingham. I tell you, he was born. If you want a bit of trivia, because you hit me with a bit. Before, I think he's from the same place as Stuart Pearson. Really? Former striker. Right. Beverly Cottingham. Remember Pancho, yeah? I shall confirm that as well. Fucking hell. Stuart Pearson had the best celebration. The one arm celebration. Which that one player? You've followed United for years. Which one player would you love back? Would I love back? Yeah. If a good game? Uh, no, any former right player. Any you know, former even player. Even retired ones. Jesus, that's a good question. Robson, Brian Robson. Robson. In this team. I go Paul McGrath. Paul McGrath. I thought he was genius. Yeah. yeah. Great defender one. Absolutely, yeah. Rooney. Rooney, definitely. Missing striker. Completely unappreciated, wasn't he? One player back. Who would you like? Scholes. Scholes. That's a good shout as well. Cheers, boys. Just going to go right to the back of the bus. Tomo, what did you make of that tonight? It's good, mate, yeah. Um, I worried, I must admit, because I think if we don't score after 20 minutes away from home, we lose. But I actually thought they were terrible, weren't they? They were really bad. But, um, great time to score just before our Yeah, just great time to score. I thought they targeted Ashley Young. I thought Ashley Young was superb. Won every header. Because something you never hear you say about Ashley Young. Williams is going to be a star. We just chatted about that. He's going to be a star. Um, space down the left, isn't he? Move forward. Absolutely superb. Survived several hatchet attempts on his head. And have you ever seen a player, mate? You've seen Messi a lot. Get fouled as many times as Dan James today. That was mental. And when he was booked, yes, I, I, I was sat. I was sat in the press box. I had Burnley fans around me, and it was a very, very hard tackle. And people were, "Get up, you soft man, bastard!" <laughs> <laughs> just like. Like, the guy was like, you can see the guy, I've tried to get up so many times. But um, no, they played well and it's, it's, a, it's I can't believe we're fifth. <laughs> How's that happening? Closing in on fourth. Woody, what's the most scandalous thing you got up to this Christmas? <laughs> scandalous? <laughs> oh, dear God. I can't, I can't, I can't say it on here. No, I can't. I can't say this podcast. I really can't say this podcast. I'm getting a lot of trouble. Um... 
All right, what's the most scandalous thing you heard that someone else did this Christmas which wouldn't get you in any trouble? Oh, that's indirectly I mean, though, isn't it? So, nah, I can't say. I get in a lot, a lot of trouble. What do you make of United tonight? Um, decent result, but a tough game now when, when we play next against Arsenal it's a tough game so just don't know where they're going to go from here just hope they kick on now and get a decent result against Arsenal they've not won this, this was only the second time this season where they've won two consecutive league games so it'll be it's kind of third. that it's kind of that situation again when they've done really well today to get a result away at, at Burnley but it'd be just like them to go fuck it up and get twatted at Arsenal does that so. not annoy you though yeah that's the most Everton and Villa those games where we should have won yeah that's the most Palace part. even We'd be easy in top four, easy top four. They'll win at Arsenal. To tell you why. And then lose at home to Norwich. Yeah. Because they won't sit on the edge of the box. You know that, Ander. They won't sit on the edge of the box, they'll come out and we'll beat Arsenal. What did you get for Christmas? Pissed. <laughs> Take a snapshot of that league table tonight because it looks a lot better than it looks it in a while. Look good, it? <laughs> so we'll enjoy that tonight and we'll get fucking twatted. When's it mathematically impossible to win the league? Well, I just tweeted before that it sets up the title decider at Anfield quite nicely. <laughs> <laughs> I've, never been, I've never been less asked about getting a ticket in a ballot ever in my life. I can't think of anywhere worse to go. Them fuckers will ram it down our throats. What? Not won anything? Well, the European Cup. They're bound to win it, aren't they now? Listen, the best thing is he can't complete it, can they, football? Because he can't win the cup when it's cup. This is the thing that makes it the most sickening to take for me that these fuckers will have it on. Pencils, pencil sharpeners, neck curtains. I take all that. Best thing about... They won the European Cup in May, in June. Sixth European Cup. They went to their biggest rivals, Manchester United, in October and were silent. Yeah. So, yeah. you know... No, no, they didn't. They had, um, they had dot matrix printouts there holding up. But I'm still... I'd rather they win the league over City. Why? Because I'm from City Manchester. Three so, City three in a row. You don't want City three in a row. And the City implosion's amazing. Guardiola's head. Guardiola's head. It's, it's just... the most entertaining thing about when they come to United is they held the numbers upside down, which is kind of... Guardiola's gone at end of the season, I'm telling you. Well, that was in United we stand four months ago. It was. He did say by his wife. He did. Yeah. Uh, right, we're coming into... He always said... He always said... stuff that we don't... Well... I spend a lot of time in Catalonia. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, I hear things I shouldn't always hear. <laughs> oh, I met uh, no, I'm not right load of shit. In here. fact, yeah. when Excellent. this finishes, come back and let's talk about that story in the mirror. Yeah. Um, right, we're in North Manchester now, are we? Coming into... Yeah, we're, we're coming into the new, um, new Ancoats. Right, so we're, we're nearly there. So we're going to conclude this podcast. We've got the next one. Is from uh, Arsenal in a couple of days' time. Thanks for listening to this one.